only difference is we got some company, Rev. We got our gay lesbian sisters and brothers with us this time. We got our Hispanic, Asian, Native American sisters and brothers with us this time. I think Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King said we may not have gotten here on the same ship, but we are in the same boat right now. In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Story we first brought you last night. A man is in custody tonight after he was caught on video punching a 23-year-old woman in what's being called a racially motivated attack. It happened in Akron's Highland Square neighborhood early Sunday morning. Our Brandon Simmons joins us live with more information on the man involved and the additional charges he could be facing. Brandon? Yeah, hi, Betsy. Yeah, police called this incident outrageous and disgusting. 26-year-old Andrew Walls punching at least two women in the face, calling one of them a racial slur. And that whole incident was caught on video with many witnesses standing nearby. I want to warn you that this video can be disturbing to some people who view it. This incident happened just after midnight early Sunday. Walls can be heard in the video yelling racial slurs and getting into an altercation with some men. When Cameron Morgan walked over to try to get him to stop, he called her derogatory names before punching her in the face. Now, we also learned that Walls is now facing a second assault charge for punching a second woman right after hitting Morgan. That's the punch that happens just out of frame. Now, Morgan says she suffered a busted lip and a concussion, and she's thankful for those who stepped in to help her. And police today say they're leaving no stone unturned on this case. Thank God, like my friends, there's so many loving and supporting, like supportive people in Highland Square. Like they, everybody who was watching had my back to the fullest. We reached out to the FBI um, and they're going to have a representative that we're going to share information with to see if this reaches something to a federal level. We're pursuing all avenues. Now, Walls is already facing two assault charges and another charge for possessing a weapon while intoxicated, but police say their investigation is ongoing and additional charges could come later, including federal hate crime charges, but that's yet to be determined. Now, there have also been reports that Walls is connected to the far-right national group known as the Proud Boys. Of course, police talked about it today but said they haven't been able to confirm that connection. That's something they're still investigating. I do know that now that he's in custody, they say he will be questioned, booked into jail, and that's something they'll look into and also ask him more questions about what happened last night. Betsy? Well, this video went viral over the weekend, so we know there's a lot of eyeballs that will be following this along with us. All right. Thanks so much, Brandon.
A school bus driver is caught on camera repeatedly using the N-word in front of students. It happened in the Park Hill School District, same district where earlier this fall, students posted an online petition to bring back slavery. KCTV5's Greg Payne is live for us tonight with a closer look at this latest incident. Greg? Yeah, Carolyn and Brad, this incident occurred on a school bus carrying students from the Congress Middle School. Now, the driver said the N-word twice, and it's one of those situations that, you know, has really impacted a lot of people in the community. Now, take a listen to this video given to us by the Kansas City Defender Media Group. It appears to have been taken by a student on the bus. The bus driver goes on to say she will not allow the use of that word on her bus. We spoke to an inclusion expert who works with several school districts in the area. She was sent the video and says even though the bus driver was heard trying to call the student out about using the word, she could have handled it better. The intent was good. The impact was not good. And the impact is you never want to say the racial pejorative N-word in general, if you're not in the in-group. The principal of the middle school sent a letter to parents saying, in the video that family shared with us, the bus driver used racist, inappropriate language in responding to a student who used similar language. We let first student know that we do not want this driver to work on any routes for the Park Hill School District anymore, and we are following our policies in handling the student's discipline. The bus company first student says that driver is no longer employed with the company. But instead of firing the driver and punishing the student, Dr. Nicole Price says it would be better to use this as a chance for education. We cannot fire our way to success. I keep advocating for a pivot from zero tolerance policy to educating people to be smarter about these issues so that we can show up in the way that we intend. We live in the Midwest. We're Midwest nice. We intend good things. We can align that intention with impact. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like now, this. Now, in that school letter that was sent out to parents, it says that there is a crisis team for anybody that has been impacted by this situation. Reporting live here in Kansas City, I'm Greg Payne for KCTV 5 News. Oh, I mean, Thanks, Greg. Jesus yeah. was a white man, too. But, you, you know, it's like we have he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Yes. But my point is, how do you just revise it, you know, in the middle of the legacy of the story and change Santa from white to black. Yeah. Local students say they're trying to hold their district accountable after a teacher is accused of using a racial slur. This, by the way, the third incident in less than six months for the Park Hill School District. And students say they plan to do this sit-in again tomorrow. KSHB 41 News reporter Andres Gutierrez talked with a student who was at today's protest. The protest was in response to allegations of a teacher saying a racial slur earlier this week. Students demanding that the district fire that teacher, but the principal who supported the sit-in says that a process needs to happen first. A flurry of videos like this on social media galvanized dozens of students to take part in a protest at Park Hill High's gym. Freshman Lucy Gay skipped world history to join them. So we're trying to like hold Park Hill accountable for like hiring these sort of teachers that you know, do these wrong actions. She's referring to an incident that took place Monday at the school when a student allegedly said the N-word a number of times and the teacher in question repeated it. We definitely can do better as a district 
and this is definitely wrong. The teacher is on leave as the district investigates, but students want him out now. In a message to parents about Thursday's protest, the principal wrote, quote, the law requires us to provide due process when we learn that someone might have violated our policies, and this can take some time. As a district, this underscores the need for the work we are doing for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Are you proud of them that they're doing this, that they're speaking out? I am, um, but also disappointed. Um, because they should not feel like they have to stand up in the way that they are if the if the school district did their job. Gase urges the district to be more inclusive. I do think that we accomplished something today. And even our principal said that, you know, today was a pretty significant day in Park Hill history. And students are planning to do another sit-in tomorrow. Reporting in Kansas City North, Andres Gutierrez, KSHB 41 News. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. How do you feel? I feel... I feel amazing. Is this how men feel? All the time! Even the ugly ones! Tonight we are learning more about a Park Hill High School teacher accused of using racist language. The board approved teacher Stuart Sullinger's retirement. District officials say that they told Sullinger they were starting the process to fire him last Wednesday and he immediately submitted his retirement letter. This stems from an incident at the high school earlier this month. A student used racist language and Sullinger repeated it. He was placed on leave right away and he will remain on leave until his retirement begins March 1st. Teachers and parents who spoke at tonight's meeting want more from the district. After yet another act of overt racism, you need to show this community you are willing to take a serious stand for the education of all students in this district. Especially black and other students of color, I stand with them in demanding a full apology from the district. Now, there was similar outrage back in September when some football players at Park Hill South created and commented on a petition calling for the return of slavery. The student who created the petition was expelled. I don't know, man. It doesn't seem uh, woke. And I'm, I'm woke as hell. You're very beautiful. I know. Why do you smell so good? Because I don't use deodorant and I only take bubble baths. It's a violation. It's a, it's a real feeling of being violated. Pierce County deputies received a call at 7.45 a.m. this morning for vandalism on 117th Street in Parkland and arrived to find the N-word and a demand to move out emblazoned on the garage door of the home of 65-year-old Belinda Williams. Although Williams said she'd prefer not to be on camera, she told me that she's still shaken up to learn that someone targeted her home. Pierce County Sergeant Darren Moss says it's surprising to see this kind of hate speech displayed in one of the more diverse neighborhoods in unincorporated Pierce County. Maddie Barkin lives across the street, and she says she was shocked to see the hateful message, but it also reminded her of a hard reality that can emerge even in a diverse neighborhood. No matter where you go in America, you can be exposed to something like this. You can be exposed to something like this in rowdy neighborhoods, as well as quiet, well-kept neighborhoods like this. But Barkin says while the incident has made her feel less safe in the neighborhood, she won't let it dictate her actions. But I'm not going to let this make me move. If I move, it'll be for other reasons. It won't be for that, because I'm one of those individuals I will take my stand. 
I reached out to the Pierce County Sheriff's Department and they tell me that the investigation into this incident is ongoing, but they are calling on anyone with any information to reach out to them as soon as possible at Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. In Parkland, Lionel Donovan, King 5 News. You got some great moves, Todd. You dance like a white man, and I love it. I am the hip-hop socialist. Say it loud! One more time for Rodney King. <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> With diet misogyny, I only slut shame women that have consensual sex before sundown. With diet misogyny, I can mask my fat shaming as health concern. With diet misogyny, I only hate black women. Man, that's racism. Thanks to diet misogyny, I'm no longer anti-abortion, I'm just pro-restrictions. The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit. Pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Diet misogyny tastes just like a regular misogyny. partner <laughs> the other chair next to me that would have phoenix Collider is empty uh wine cellar media conversation radio we do have a live call-in number uh 347-857-3937 and i'll go ahead and actually uh check that board on the right now status while i wait for phoenix Collider to get in and while we wait for phoenix Collider to get in we might as well uh, get after a little news story or two for me. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a funky rhyme right there. Alright. You'll switch the old screen arena there. And see what she's brought us. Phoenix Collider with the, uh, the good news. And she has me coming off of uh, Detroit News. Uh, with uh, criminal charges dropped against uh, Lion and fitting name Lion and seven others in the Flint water scandal. All right, article up by Leonard N. Fleming and Beth LeBlanc again for the Detroit News. And this one went up, ooh, June uh, 2019. Okay, why did Fiends Clear to bring up this one from 2019? Uh, let's take a look. Uh, Michigan Solicitor General Fadwa Hamad 
on Thursday dropped all pending criminal cases over the Flint water contamination crisis. It's a stunning move as she reboots a probe uh, that began more than three years ago under a previous regime. While they could be charged again in the future, uh, former Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Director Nick Lyon and former Chief Medical Executive uh, Eden Wells, they're no longer set to stand trial on involuntary manslaughter and other charges. Huh. Just copying uh, the name Nick Lyon there. I might want to paste and search that. All right, so uh, involuntary manslaughter and other charges. Um, charges are also were dropped against uh, six other state and Flint officials. The decision announced by the Attorney General Dana Nassell's office will give the department time to conduct a full and complete investigation. The dismissals were greeted with disappointment and dismay by many Flint lawmakers and residents as the state has spent more than $30.6 million and growing on a nearly three-and-a-half-year-old investigation. The moves are a rebuke of the probe and 15 prosecutions started by the Republican former Attorney General Bill Schutz's office under Special Prosecutor Todd Flood and former FBI agent Andy Arena. Hmm. Let me see what I might be able to find out if I can't pull up on this uh, feather mucker here. Yeah, this, um... Throw this name down. Lion. Nick Lion. Nick Lion and uh, Flint... Nick Lyon Flint, January 12th, 2022. I'm just playing off of Phoenix Kalita's show notes here from 2019. So, uh, January 12th, 2022, uh, the folks over here at MLive.com uh, have an article up by Ron Fonger for MLive.com. And, um,. They're telling us that nearly a year after former Michigan Department of uh, Health and Human Services Director Nick Lyon was charged with crimes related to the Flint water crisis, his attorney argued Wednesday, January 12th, that the case against him is so flawed that it must be dismissed before it gets to a jury. Before it gets to a jury. Attorneys for Lyon charged... uh, Can he sit in Rikers while he waits? Uh, Attorneys for Lyon... Uh, charged by what by a by a one-man grand jury charged by a one-man grand jury uh, with nine counts of involuntary manslaughter and one count of willful neglected duty okay now we're hearkening back to the 2019 story and one count of willful neglect of duty um, asked uh, Gene- the Genesee Circuit Court judge Elizabeth a Kelly on Wednesday to drop the case against their client in part because he owed no personal duty to individual citizens of the state, um, including those who died during a Legionnaire's disease outbreak that coincided with the fucking water crisis. Do we have more? That was January 12th. Let's see if I can't um, 
I'll narrow this down to uh, past month. Hmm. Okay, so seven days ago, uh, the folks over here at uh, just uh, and we're 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 limping and pimping off of Venus Colluders uh, show notes here, dancing it off to the side. Um, over here at NBC25news.com, and uh, let me make sure I get my uh. My deal, my, my deal arena when the Filipino there. All right. Rabble route. And these folks, um, they have an article up uh, headlined as uh, Judge Denies Motion to Dismiss Charges Against Nick Lyon and Other Flint Water Defendants. And uh, this article is by Mid Michigan Now Newsroom. Good. <laughs> and it went up uh, February 22nd, 2022. And uh, so they, uh, they're reiterating uh, charges against uh, former MDHHS director Nick Lyon will stay, according to a judge's order. Uh, legal representation for Nick Lyon filed a motion in court earlier this year. And uh, last Thursday, Judge Kelly decided to allow the case to continue and to not dismiss the charges. The order also denied the dismissals of cases against uh, fellow defendants uh, Gerald Ambrose and uh, Nancy Peeler and Richard Baird. Huh. And uh, Judge Kelly still has motions of dismissal. Uh, she has taken under advisement from other defendants in the uh, in the water uh, Flint water cases. Okay, so the charges will stay, but Judge uh, but Judge Kelly is like, yo, fuck them charges. And right now it is uh, March 1st. Let's see if we can't um, tighten this down a little bit more. Uh, past week, Michigan.gov. What the fuck? This is five days ago on Michigan.gov. And it's Meet Our Executive Team, uh, which is the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, MDHHS. And on Meet Our Executive Team, fucking Nick Lyon, he's still on the set? Okay. That's a guy that you want to have keeping his job, huh? Nick Lyon brings a wealth of community health uh, of community health and human services policy, budget expertise, and, dep- and, um, and department of operations to his new role as director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. He's the, this nigga got a promotion <laughs> on everything. Okay, again, we're just dancing off of Phoenix Kalita's show notes from 2019. And this is up from five days ago on Michigan.gov under the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Outstanding. So Lyon was, uh, this is uh, continuing from the page, Lyon was named to the position effective April 10th by Governor Rick Schneider when he announced the new agency in February. Wait, Rick Schneider, wait, what the fuck? How long has this been up here? This is old. They need to update this. Why does it say five days ago? Yeah, this is from when, yeah, uh, fucking Gretchen Whitmer's the governor now. Oh my God, that is so pure Michigan to have some shit from the Snyder administration labeled as five days ago. 
And that is at the top of the, the googly search results. I should have went to Yahoo fucking with these niggas. Judd's uh, shut Snyder out of Taint Team. Yeah, just trying to see where she was going with this. I think I'm going to move forward. And uh, when Phoenix Kalita catches up with us, we'll see, where she, we'll see where she was going with that. Now here, we uh, fly right back into uh, why I still be having that trigger warning playing. Sometimes I'll be like, man, is that trigger warning played out? No, it's not. So we're over here at pinknews.co.uk, right? Their, um, their Facebook page is effectively a meme page, but their website still does have real news. Like, it's not just partisan hackery and celebrity gossip all the damn time. All right, uh, article up by Lily Wakefield, February 27th. Headline, teenager accused of trying to beat gay neighbor 60 to death with a wrench. 60-year-old. So a, uh, a teenager in Illinois, all right, has been arrested after allegedly tying up and trying to beat his 60-year-old gay neighbor to death with a pipe wrench. Now, this is um, according to the Herald, um, the Herald and Review uh, news outlets, a little fucker named Ethan Dickerson, 19 years old, 19, same age Dylan Roof was, uh, Ethan Dickerson, 19, was arrested on uh, the 17th of February in Decatur, Illinois, when he was found in his neighbor's house, a police affidavit said... Officers arrived on the scene after a broken window at the house uh, was reported and immediately heard the victim crying out for help. Police kicked the door down and found Dickerson covered in blood. The teenager immediately fell to his knees, accepting arrest. This is why they got to get the ruling. All right. The ri- you, what, what were you going to do? Try to debate this one? Is that what you're gonna do, Vash? You're gonna debate these little niggas? The fuck out of here. These niggas, man. You gonna fuck can't talk to these niggas. You have to give them the ruling preemptively. I know I'm sounding mad draconian right now. You have to give them the ruling preemptively. Uh, continuing with the article off of pinknews.co.uk. <clears throat> Uh, the 60-year-old victim was found in the kitchen with a significant amount of blood covering both him and the floor from lacerations to his head. Next to him was duct tape and a pipe wrench. According to the affidavit, he told the police that he had been in bed when he heard his window break. As he got up, he was soon faced with Dickerson, the 19-year-old of whom should have got the ruling much earlier. Uh, When he was faced with Dickerson, he said uh, who began beating him with the pipe wrench. The teen allegedly allegedly, allegedly taped his wrists together and mouth closed before taping him to a kitchen chair. During the attack, he repeatedly asked, uh, he repeatedly asked, oh, they have a a typo here. They have the word by when it should be why. Asked why he was being targeted. 
Dickerson allegedly allegedly responded, quote, You know why I have to do this. You're gay. You're evil. I'm going to kill you. End quote. Very straightforward like the other 19-year-old Dylan Roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have time. Our women. Yeah, they don't have time for words. They're trying to get to the action. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not sitting there like They're not debating you in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. Nigga. They came with a plan and they are enacting it. They're not here to debate you. Yeah, he's not like, wait a second, did that guy say dialectical materialism? You know what? I'm in. No, I can't kill niggers today. I'm learning about dialectical materialism right now. Said no Nazi ever. Gotta give him the ruling. Preemptively. Um the victim managed to free himself when briefly left alone in the kitchen. But he said Dickerson then choked him with the wrench before officers came to his aid. He was taken to hospital. Remember, this is written out of the UK. Yes. He was taken to hospital, and luckily his injuries were not life-threatening. Though they did uh, previously say there was a great deal of blood spill from lacerations to the head. Mm, um, yeah. Article closing. Police have handed Dickerson preliminary, uh, handed Dickerson preliminary charged. There may be a typo somewhere in there. Uh, preliminary charged of attempted first degree murder, aggravated battery, aggravated unlawful restraint, home invasion, and a hate crime. These charges could be reviewed by the state attorney. Dickerson is uh, being held at a $1 million bail, and it is unclear whether he has an attorney. Investigations continue. And right before uh, Phoenix Collider just made landing, yes. I was um, I was on your article from the Detroit News, but I noticed it was from 2019. So I, I looked up the guy, uh, Nick Lyon, and moving forward... Is that the Flint one? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um, apparently that was an update. They updated something because it popped up as new. But then I think they took out the thing that made it new because when I went back, it was 2019. It wasn't 2022 anymore. Motherfuckers. Because <laughs> I saw that the first time, but I was like, oh, it's in my newsfeed again. And then they had a thing. You know how they have like the update includes. Yeah. And then I went back and I was like, the update includes is not in there anymore. So I don't even know what the update was because I didn't read it. I just saved it. What the fuck? Watch the status coup podcast is going to have it. Uh, fucking now there's powerful irony to that because um and folks just heard me i'm recorded doing this because i was like why would she have something 2019 so i start searching his name like mm-hmm. let's see what the freshest stuff is and literally on the um the michigan government website pure michigan yes they have it listed as five days ago but it's an update from the snyder administration giving him the job is that what the update was? Maybe not, because there are more articles that are also recent. Okay. Like uh, Tuesday, February 22nd, judge denies motion to dismiss charges against Nick Lyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, that That was a fresh one. And um, and over at M Live, you kind of just, you get that reiterated. Right. That there's one judge named Kelly, and she's mm-hmm. like, She's like, nah, son, let my mans ride out. 
and but there's other judges that are like, the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? Right. We have to charge these niggas. Which, again, what do we always say, right? You don't, like, clock out of your bigotry when you clock into a work <clears throat> shift. That's yeah. how this shit becomes systemic. Yep. Like, you don't just stop being a racist because you're on because you're at work. Like, what the fuck? And I don't know if you had commentary on the... Um, uh, back to this kid, uh, Ethan Dickerson in Illinois that tried oh. to uh, murder his neighbor. Yeah, I mean, really, my whole thing is like what we've been saying lately is that this whole idea that it's just the boomers or whatever that are like holding us back. And it's like, no, they have kids and grandkids who were raised in their, uh, you know, um, bigoted ideology. And ultimately, that means that you're always going to have young people doing this shit. You know, because I keep seeing um, a lot of the, like, people complaining about stuff with politics right now. I'm like, oh, it's because it's only, like, old white men in office. And I was like, well, yeah, it is old white men in office primarily, but, <laughs> like, mm. young people still have these ideas. Like, do you think fucking Dylan Roof has uh, progressive ideas about this anti-trans kids legislation in Texas? Come on now. Yeah. Come on but, now. But just by just by inherently by being a young person, Dylan Roof is like, you know what? There is one Jew mm. that I'm just burning for. Yeah. I'm right. I'm just a burning for that Brooklyn burning for that Jew. Jew. Yeah. He's gonna give health care to the white man and I'm all about it. Or however Dylan Roof talks. I'm sure there's audio <laughs> of him somewhere. Well we did see his handwriting and it was horrible, so Well we did? We did. Fuck, that's how many episodes we've done. Yeah. I want to listen to the archives myself. Yeah, he like he wrote an appeal to the judge or something. Oh, but it was that like handwritten, familiar. but it was handwritten. It was very messy, right? But yeah, but no, really just that thing cuz I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of that um you know, just sort of in the consciousness right now that like we only have racism cuz of boomers cuz they're old and racist or you know, that once the boomers die, like, we're not going to have transphobia or homophobia. Or like, oh, it's only the boomers that are, like, why we have all these abortion bans. And it's like, no, no, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, a bunch of young people no. are supporting this, too. Conservatives of all ages are the problem. And I was actually looking it up. Like, you know, fucking Ben Shapiro was, like, our age? Yeah. Like, yeah, Ben Shapiro's our fucking... younger than us. He's, like, 36. That's not really, like... Not like that, we not that much. Like younger. we would have all been in high school together. At the same time, yeah. <laughs> what? That's not really like you know. Oh God, you know, and I, <laughs> you know, like, I, and this is something I don't like is the uh, the whole uh, that that hazing shit, but the like just busting up on the freshmen like just to do it. But man, like I could see Ben Shapiro being one of the ones at a high school that kind of they didn't bring that practice into the nineties, unless you're really annoying all year. Right, like it's not a beginning of the year thing, like how they depict in the movie Dazed and Confused, oh, like what they yeah. did in Texas, where like as soon as you leave eighth grade, we're getting at you with hazing for a whole summer. It's like no, they it's a it's a merit system. It's Lincoln merit Park system. High School had merit system. You you got hazed in post. We did not have a merit system. Oh man, you were around them folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vince was around them folks with them mm-hmm. flags. I was in a. Uh... What would you say? A um, predominantly white, upper middle class suburban high school. <laughs> Public. The height of brutality. Oh, God, it was bad. It was really bad, actually. Um, But yeah. <laughs> All right. I do have bad stuff on the screen. Oh, I can't see yeah. the screen. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it doesn't is, actually. Uh, 
It is one of the ones. We have the, the trigger warning came in at the beginning of the episode. Yes. But the uh, former St. Uh, Tamani Sheriff Jack Strain. Oh, yes. Gets uh, four life sentences in rape incest case. How did this hit your radar? Uh, Twitter. Actually, I get a lot of my news on Twitter. So I know there's this whole thing on Twitter, like, you should just follow everyone you agree with. And I understand that, but that's not what I do. I um, specifically curate my followers. I'm only following about a thousand accounts, roughly. And most of them are either news, um, like social justice activists, workers. Like, I follow the people I follow for a reason, for the most part, with a couple, like, healthy, wholesome memes accounts in between. And so that's how I found this one. All right. All right, you ha- you have a cue. You want to haunt this um, one? I up? can actually. Yeah, uh, I just need to maybe get around to pulling it up. Shit, because I realized I pulled up the wrong Tuesday thread. Actually, is what happened. I oh, gotta start shoot. dating these. I just gotta start stop putting like <laughs> Tuesday. I need to fucking uh, <laughs> the date of what Tuesday will be. Okay, so this of course is obviously um, a police brutality case, um, and then also. That he got four life sentences. The way that uh, a lot of convictions, are, a lot of police aren't even arrested for things, let alone convicted of things. And oftentimes when they do get convicted, they get these like bullshit ass sentences, right? Didn't um, a white female cop who just killed a black man get uh, sentenced to like four years or something? Like some shit like that, right? And so this is that sort of thing. And of course, this is a parish because it's Louisiana. They don't have counties. They have parishes, fucking weirdos. So St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana, uh, a former sheriff, Jack Strain. His name is Jack Strain. He just sounds like a venereal disease. Ew. His name is Jack Strain. Oh, God. He's the next variant. It's the Jack Strain. Uh, He was sentenced to serve the rest of his life in prison after being found guilty of rape and incest. Strain was convicted in November on four counts of aggravated rape, two counts of aggravated incest, one count of indecent behavior with a juvenile, and one count of sexual battery. In an emotional morning at court, Strain uh, was sentenced on February 22nd to four life sentences without parole on aggravated rape charges and 15 years and a $15,000 fine on each of the aggravated incest charges, five years for the indecent behavior with a juvenile, and five years for sexual battery. A former sheriff of 20 years. I just want to know who he arrested and how those arrests went. 20 years. This guy rapes children, and he was a cop for 20 years. Oof. I'm just and, saying. And where? In Louisiana. In Louisiana. Like, yep. so how, what was it like being a little black girl in his neighborhood? I just want to know. Wait, and it is his neighborhood. He doesn't and live there, but it's his neighborhood. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, he was a a sheriff of 20 years. Uh, he was in an orange jumpsuit and shackles as boyhood friend and rape victim. What the, who the fuck wrote this? Uh, Rob, Rob Masson, uh, from KNOE News. I don't like that wording at all. What the fuck? All right, so... Like, I understand what they're saying. I just really don't like the way they wrote it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, this Mark Finn, who was a childhood friend and also a victim of this fucking rapist, um, unloaded it for 30 minutes, calling him a predator, a monster, and pervert. Finn said he still has has nightmares of... You put the trigger warning in, right? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Finn says he still has nightmares of saying, quote, stop, stop, you're hurting me, Jack, stop. That's terrible. Uh, Finn says Strain destroyed his and his mother's lives. At one point, Finn looked directly at the former head of law enforcement at the St. Tammany Parish and said, look at me. Are you sorry? If you're sorry, I'll forgive you. If not, I hope you rot in hell. And Strain said nothing. Like, when I tell you they don't care about your suffering and your misery. Uh, Finn's mother, Patricia, looked directly at the man accused of raping her son and testified as well about the destruction caused by Strain's sexual abuse. Uh, Strain was given the opportunity to testify, but did not. That's pretty common, though. Uh, his attorney said they will appeal. For what? <laughs> Following the multiple life sentences, uh, she, the mother said she was relieved. She said, I'm a mama. I should have known, but I swear to God I didn't because I knew this man since he was 10 years old and I never would have thought. See, you got to stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, prosecutors say Strain will likely spend the rest of his life in state prison, even though he's also been convicted of federal charges related to... Way to bury the fucking lead. Here we go. Prosecutors say Strain will likely spend the rest of his life in state prison, even though he's also been convicted of, convicted of federal charges relating to a halfway house kickback scheme. So he was a fucking corrupt cop. Okay, shocked. Five victims, some of them relatives, testified at the trial last fall, sounding similar themes of looking up to Strain as an older brother or even a father figure and having their trust betrayed when he molested or raped them in tents, campers, or even in his own bedroom. The sexual abuse even continued into, adult, into adulthood in some cases. The jury verdict came in after nearly five hours of deliberations after a trial that lasted two weeks. Uh, worth noting there that they say it only took five hours of deliberations. Uh, typically with juries, the shorter the amount of time, the more sure they are that you're guilty. And so when that shit starts on, stretches on for like two or three days that they don't know. But when mm. it comes back like the same day, they know. They, they know. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, just absolutely wild um, that he's doing all this. And now, uh, obviously, we don't have time right now, but I kind of want to know about the halfway house scheme because it makes sense that somebody who is a pedophile and is out here raping people would also abuse his position as a police officer, right? So I just want to know now what he was doing with this halfway house kickback scheme. And, you know, we've talked about halfway houses a lot on the program. That's where you go when you're um, struggling, if you've just, like, just getting out of prison and you can't necessarily get housing on your own. Was he raping them as well? Like, now I need to know. In Louisiana? You know, in Louisiana. Yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry, y'all. Ooh. Yeah, a little sneezy poo. Ooh, the sinuses, man. It's fucking wild out here. Yeah, oh, damn it. We're about to have a, uh, a fucking scream. Uh, a fucking uh, s- a spring. Jeez, I almost said scheme because I'm trying to find the fucking halfway house kickback scheme. Yes. What is this? Uh, that right there is sick. What happened to me? Oh, uh, that's a vec- uh, victim oh, okay. speaking out about him. Huh. Mm. It is interesting that when I put in housing kickback scheme, it just comes back to him. Interesting. Ex-governor released a halfway house. Federal prison halfway house. Mm-hmm. What if I throw it in the uh, in the Yahoo.com? Right? 
I went to Google last time and they played me out, son. Well, actually, I would be interested to see if the reason that it's coming back to him personally is because the only way they could get charges on the halfway house is because he's also a rapist. So they got him on the rape charges, and that's what made oh, the halfway house Chicago charges Post. stick. Oh, wait, nope. This one is about Chicago. <laughs> Damn, okay. Right? There's always something corrupt going on somewhere. Man, look. Capitalism incentivizes it. You must be corrupt to do something. You might have to be. <clears throat> okay. All right, and you have um, ex-ERCOT chief. What the heck is an ERCOT? What is an ERCOT indeed? Is that um, an Eastern Revolutionary Communist um, uh, original... Trotskyite? Trotskyite. Trotskyite. That, that, that sounds like someone that likes to drink lager wow. and debate. What is that? Hmm. Oh, what'd you say? Wow, about what happened? Uh, I just got the you. This is subscriber content only, and I'm not paying for this. Anyways, uh, the guy, the ERCOT guy, is the head of the Texas Power Grid, and says that he was following the governor's uh, directions when they ordered wholesale prices at the maximum uh, cap price. So remember when like they had the whole thing and the power went down and like there was all these fees that were um, attributed to trying to keep the the power grid back up in Texas. No. Right. So the energy company CEO is saying that Greg Abbott told them to do that. To and, pass the the cost down to the customer. Yeah. Well, to the state, the state owes them like a billion dollars right now hmm. to the energy company. I'm gonna try to see you talk. I'm gonna try to see if I can find it real quick on another outlet. Yo, she said you talk, you goofy looking You talk. Prick. All right, well, we have an article up on the Houston Chronicle by James Osborne, a staff writer from February 23rd, 2022, updated no, the very next day. You could day. just read the whole ass article. Oh. Man, I can't. Oh, they won't let you get the Houston Chronicle. No, it told me I was out of free articles on that one. That was the one I had. God damn oh, it. Oh, shit. All right, <laughs> Nito Mosquito. Here we go. Uh, Nito Mosquito. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I really am just going to start tucking in my dashikis and just saying stuff like, let's squat up, team. Not Nito Mosquito, man. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, why not? Because we, we deserve better, that's why. That's the hip way to talk. Is it? Oh, jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. Absolutely I don't know what not. your deal is, partner. But you make fun of me for saying easy peasy lemon squeezy. I just want to be clear. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Probably have. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like me. <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, and this, uh, this article they begin to tell us, uh, after we look at that man's lipless face. Who is this lipless? He looks like fucking Beaker. <laughs> Beaker was nah, a person. Wait, now, now I have to bring it up on screen. I can't just say it and then everybody's like, man, come on, we want to see it. He does though, we right? He face. looks like Beaker. There we are. He looks like Beaker. Oh my goodness, that's rough. All right, no one should. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna deal with that the best we can. <clears throat> Sometimes oh. the ugly shows up on the outside. And that person is uh, Bill Magnus, president and CEO of the Electric Reliability Council. 
the okay. electric reliability count. That's pretty good. All right, but that's ERCOT. Um, so they tell us the former head of the Texas Power Grid testified in court on Wednesday that he was following the direction of Governor Greg Abbott when the grid manager ordered wholesale power prices to stay at the maximum price cap for days on end. The wait, so wholesale power prices at the maximum price cap is that like how much they're charging you per wattage, like at a mm-hmm. certain time of day? Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Yo, crank it." Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, got it's him, how coach. they did um, the um, the cell phones during the California wildfires. Remember, like how Verizon like put them all in like premium plans during the wildfires because connectivity was slow because mm. of the wildfires. Okay, but they did it to the fire department too. So the fire department, like they, the fire departments, couldn't get in touch with touch with each other on the ground. Yeah, that's basically what this is. Huh? But it's with a different utility. And they're just charging for just oh, just fucking le- it's electricity. It's invisible. Jesus Christ! They didn't take your fucking shoes. But someone has to make a profit. My goodness gracious. All right, uh, let, let's, let's, let's carry it on forward as I talk a little too gangster for some of you this day of our Lord. Uh, <clears throat> so they testified in Wednesday, Day, uh, keeping, a, keeping it at the maximum price cap for days on end during last year's winter storm and blackout, which we saw happen live in the wine cellar, uh, running up billions of dollars in bills for power companies. Oh, well, just, I don't know, just fucking don't pay it, shit. <laughs> what are you gonna do, turn off the power to the power company? Like, fucking don't pay it, fuck them. We shouldn't even have power companies, that shit should all just be like a universal, like a federal thing. And yeah, just... and maintaining it should just be a part of general education. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like learning how to work with that shit, that should be just fucking boom, like, what, grade seven? Yeah. Grade seven and up. Start getting the basics in. Uh, all right. Uh, so Bill Magnus, the one that we saw the picture of, the former CEO of the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, said, even as power plants were starting to come back online, former Public Utility Commission Chair Deanne Walker told him that Abbott, Deanne Walker, who is that? Public Utility Commission Chair Deanne Walker. Oh, it takes me to a uh, one of those. Uh, what do they call this? A PDF. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chairman Walker resigns. All right. Damn. Well, well, Deanne Walker, as of now, has resigned as uh, chairman. Uh, we could go with chairperson, but whatever. Uh, resigned as chairman of Public Utility Commission of Texas. All right. Well, that hyperlink took you somewhere exciting. <clears throat> All right, so uh, former public chair Deanne Walker told him uh, that Abbott wanted them to do whatever. Uh, I thought it would take me oh. to an article about them. Uh, well, I found one about this in particular situation. So apparent, apparently Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick called for Deanne Walker to step down after mishandling this. So she was the chairwoman of the Public Utility Commission of Texas, uh, resigned uh, according to a resignation letter provided to the Texas Tribune. Um, he appointed the commission and it came under Greg Abbott appointed the commission and it came under criticism in the aftermath of Texas power crisis that left millions uh, of people in the dark for days and claimed the lives of dozens. On Monday, Dan Patrick called for Deanne Walker to resign. 
She earned $200,001. Okay. Earned. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Walker came under fire during questioning for not doing more to prevent the crisis from occurring. Lawmakers probed how much information she had on whether the state's power system could withstand winter storms and questioned why she didn't raise concerns about possibility of outages sooner. Uh, she, during her testimony, deflected the blame to Urquhart and Magnus. And Magnus is the one saying she said to, she told me to do this. Yeah. And she's saying Magnus's fault. <laughs> So they're just blaming each other, apparently. Yeah, I'd also like it because um, I'm, I'm looking up this shit because I'm trying to remember homegirl's name. Uh, th- th- does it make you think Bridget Ann Kelly at all? No. Because it seems like an anti-feminist joke that, A, you want equality? Then we make the woman the fall guy. Because <laughs> mm. that was the, like in, I remember the Bridgegate reporting. It kept seeming like they were trying to make Bridget Ann Kelly the fall guy. Mm. And that's what this is sounded like. Like, hey, it was her fault. And then she's told to step down. I mean, I feel like everybody was in on it and nobody wants to take the blame for it. But I feel like it's yeah. a joint venture on a lot of fronts. Yeah, but who's taking the fall? I mean, but she's retiring and resigning. So she still gets her pension and shit. Huh. So. She doesn't have the prestige. She has $200,000 a year, though. Right, I want that. I want that too. Yeah, man, fuck prestige. Don't even respect me. Yell, yell at me. Fine, fine. Hell, right? People are racist anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you found an article that supports you. I'm still on the Houston Chronicle. Oh, here. yeah. I'm just uh, reading the rest of this particular article. Yeah, she's really just saying that uh, her agency doesn't have um, legal uh, legal authority to do things, so they just have to do what they can do. Basically, is what she's saying. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, and they're saying um, skibadoo-doo. Uh, so he said that uh, even as power plants, uh, this Bill Magnus saying that even as power plants were starting to come back online, former public utility commissioner Chair Deanne Walker told him that Abbott wanted him to do whatever was necessary to prevent further rotating blackouts and left millions of Texans without power. So, so they're basically saying she said, "Get the power on, get mm-hmm. it to the people, right?" Oh, yeah. So, ah, she's a damn socialist or something. Fucking socialist. Trying to socialize the power to these niggas. <laughs> all yeah. the power to all the people. I don't know. Get Alaska to help you pay for it. Sarah Palin brought socialism to Alaska. <laughs> a fucking uh, quote uh, from Mag- from Magnus as he testified. He went up there and Takashi'd on her and said. She told me the governor had conveyed to her if we emerge from the rotating outages. That's how they would say mumble rap style, right? I mean, I really do feel like you were just doing an imitation of someone, but I don't even know their name. Right, all of them. Just put on some fucking, put on the fucking skinny jeans that are pre-ripped with the, and then wear them in winter. Uh, Put on the skinny jeans that are pre-ripped to wear in the snow. No. And, um. No. And some shoes that look like a Saved by the Bell poster. Yeah, it's like niggas just basically like took the 80s and like are just wearing 80s posters and that's clothes. But it's so funny to me because if they look at actual posters from the 80s, they do nothing complain about how femme the dudes look. And it's like, all right. And some of these guys, it's funny like because they're still homophobic, but they look like that again. Right. It's weird, right? Yeah, I guess homophobic doesn't know fashion. 
It, it just, Obviously. It just knows that fucking other people are doing stuff that I'm not involved with and I'm mad about it. Stop doing what you're doing behind closed doors, minding your own business. Stop it. No. Weird, man. Uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, folks, uh, continuing on. All right, so he came up. He blamed her, said she fucking did that shit. Uh, further quote from his uh, his Takashify. Takashify, there it is. <laughs> where he Takashified and said, uh, quote, we needed to do what we needed to do to make it happen. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, welcome to what the working class has to do in every other situation. Yeah, we always but, do what we need I mean, to do. But also, like, again, the context of this was when their power grid went out during a winter storm. People didn't have heat in the snow. Yeah, you have to do what you have to do to make that happen so people don't die of hypothermia in their beds tonight. Yeah, and I'm not trying to just make my whole thing about arguing for a great replacement all the time. Uh-huh. But, but it is a Western culture mindset that leads to even arguing about this. Yeah. Like, it really, this should be about a victory party where they're like, yo, not as many people died as would have. Yeah. 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 Right? Let's fucking, let, let's actually take some more money because billionaires exist and fucking give it to the families of the people that did die and help them out. Give the kids a scholarship. Yeah, but we can't do that because what if the people who died didn't deserve to live? We ran up the bills for them and then they died anyway and they didn't even deserve to be alive because they're not like high value men and stuff. We always push back against this sarcasm, but it's what, it's how they really are. It really is how they think, though. Even if they don't see yeah, it, they just don't say those words directly. But like, yeah. they put something like hard worker, like even, um, you know, like a great critique of like the famous Bernie Sanders quote that goes around. Nobody that works 40 yeah. hours should be in poverty. There shouldn't be poverty. Exactly. Yeah, like Bernie's actually the center. He's center left. I keep trying to tell people. Really, I promise. Right, he thinks there's good cops and everything. Oh, God. Well, so does Ice Cube. God damn it. Now, if that doesn't tell you that Bernie's the center (laughs) when he shares the same political positions as Ice Cube. I mean, not positions on the Jews, obviously. Oh, man. Ice Cube, he has some of that leftover lethal injection album energy. Leftover? It feels brand new. Brand new. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's not. No, it's it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Word. It's gotten worse, yeah. It's just gotten worse in public. Again. It's gotten worse in public, (laughs) yeah. Take his Twitter away, please. O'Shea Jr., take your father's Twitter away. Tell you, man. Like, can you imagine all the 90s East Coast rappers that would have said some wild anti-Semitic shit if they had Twitter? Wu-Tang would have stayed shut down. Wu-Tang would not even have had social media for more than six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good. Oh, man. J. Rue, the damager. Fucking, um, oh, man. Who's that guy? Uh, ah, he used to show up on Vlad a lot, ironically. Uh, Lord. Uh, Lord. Lord Jamar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And I oh, always say, yeah. like, Queen Latifah would have said some wild transphobic shit. Wildly she, transphobic shit, If yeah. she would have had Twitter in the, in the 90s? Yeah. Woo. All right. But uh, uh, off of that, for some reason, that's how you tangent. Still <laughs> on the Houston Chronicle. Uh, 
uh, they tell us that last year, uh, the governor's spokesman, uh, Mark Miner, said that Greg Abbott was not involved in any way in the decision to keep wholesale electricity prices at the maximum of $9,000 per megawatt hour. Damn. More than one. I don't. I don't know. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. What is a normal for a megawatt hour? Way, way less. I will find you a number now. Venus Kalita will find a number because I am ignorant, uh, <clears throat> and that's why I'm going rant. Uh, the maximum of nine thousand dollars per megawatt hour, more than one hundred and fifty times the normal prices. All right. I should have just kept reading. It's fundamental. Uh, he described a decision to send an aid to uh, ERCOT's operations center in the middle of the crisis. Uh, I'm yes. sorry, you said $9,000? Per megawatt hour? Uh, Michigan's right now is 16 cents an hour. Who the fuck? <laughs> That's... Uh, uh, weird. <laughs> Let's find another one. Can you get another state... Give me another state. That's a bit. That's Mississippi is eleven fifty-five. Eleven. Eleven cents. Eleven point five cents. Eleven point five cents. How the fuck does that turn into nine thousand dollars? You got to be one capitalism and then motherfucker. To, I want a capitalism 20, like that. Twenty cent. Twenty-one cents in Connecticut. Twenty-one cents. Okay, so they 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 charge more for school shootings. They do. Well, you know, it's a little bougier out there. They have more money, right? Jesus. Uh, thirty-three cents in Hawaii. Thirty-nine thousand. Wait, thirty-three cents times one hundred and fifty, because it says more than a hundred and fifty times. Can you do thirty-three cents times one hundred and fifty, please? Because this is weird. I don't like what capitalism does to math. Times 150. This shit has it's been... It's $49 an hour. Nigga, they need to give me a number other than 150. Now let's do this sentence again. Last year, the governor's spokesman, Mark Miner, said Abbott was not involved in any way in the decision to keep wholesale electricity prices at the maximum of $9,000 per megawatt hour, that's bad enough. But the sentence continues to say more than 150 times normal prices. Okay, so I am now on, um, what is this fucking website? EIA.gov, which is the U.S. Information, yeah, I'm sorry, U.S. Energy Information Administration. So they do have uh, the regular rates and then also like the um, like the high use rates. So like in the middle of winter, in the middle of summer, when everyone's running the air and everyone's running uh, the heat and stuff like that. So for Texas, so normally it's eight cents an hour. Yeah. Um, during the summer. It's $128 an hour. But. That, that's fucking price gouging. The winter. What, for gas? Yeah. Or electricity? Uh, <coughs> yeah, is the almost $9,000 an hour, which brings their total to $426 million uh, in fees that year. Great. Yeah. But they won't just keep the price the same. Is there... No, because... Is there a non-greed reason for this? 
Um, be- just because you use more electricity at different times of the year, right? Like I said, so right, if it's like the middle of summer, you're most likely going to use more electricity because you're going to have like uh, your air conditioning on, or if you have uh, like window units, you're going to have your window units on. If it's the middle of winter and it's like, you know, 10 below zero, you're going to have all your heaters on, space heaters, heat in the house, you know, things like that. So there is more usage during different times of the year, but why it justifies that much of a price increase, I cannot tell you. Because going from fucking 40 cents an hour to $9,000 an hour is a little bit fucking wild. <laughs> and in Western culture, it's illogical. It is something you would actually have to sit down and debate people. You'd have to look people in their eye and listen to them say what they think are good reasons that we shouldn't be just proactively solar paneling the shit out of everything. Some people need to make a profit. Um, right, yeah. Like, see, right, right there. Like, Western culture has really just fucked up the human brain. The fact that the human brain even goes in that illogical-ass direction. Like, Western culture doesn't follow Occam's razor, even though it's in its own language. Stop coming up with words you're never going to use. Right. I'm tired of the English language. Right. We're not using all the words in it. And Occam's Razor is such a good one. Yes. It gosh darn is. Takes you right where you need to fucking yeah. damn it. <laughs> Why seller media dot happy thoughts. Listen to the Negroes be frustrated. Shit. Okay, whatever then. This is what happens. How long did it take us to get through half a paragraph? Uh, All of that was about a sentence that bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond that sentence, the Houston Chronicle tells us, he he described a decision to send an aide to ERCOT's operations center in the middle of the crisis as based on the feeling the grid operator was spewing disinformation. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. doing the podcast anymore, folks. Okay. Are you sure? I'm getting a lot of mean tweets, and I'm doing the Lindsay Ellis model. You're going to get canceled? Uh, by quitting, I'm getting canceled, yes. Which fucking means I need I a 3,000-person increase on the <sighs> Patreon. I fucking wish I would get canceled so I could get that cancel culture money. Yeah, niggas need greenhouses like greenhouses need niggas. Uh, The article continues to tell us even more cool stuff. Uh, More quotes from from, uh, Takashi here. As Texans would expect, Governor Abbott instructed everyone involved that they must do what they needed to keep the power on and to prevent the loss of life. This is the same instruction um, Governor Abbott gave to the PUC and ERCOT during a cold snap earlier this year. Uh, Do what needs to be done to keep the power on. End quote. I mean, that literally sounds exactly like something he would say, though. He just doesn't want to pay the bill is what it sounds like. Yeah, and my bad. That was not Takashi. That was Mark Miner, the spokesman. Yeah, but yeah, that really does just sound like something Abbott would say is just keep the power on and then not want to pay the bill later. Which also, oh my God, speaking of which, you heard that they're about to do uh, cryptocurrency in Texas. Oh, like as... Like Bitcoin mining and shit. But then isn't it just money? Is it still crypto if it's currency now? If it's 
crypts, I, whatever. It's <laughs> they, they think, they, I guess they still think but, that sounds cool. But the point being, um, I know you don't follow the Bitcoin shit and the cryptocurrency shit, but um, they have a bunch of Bitcoining mines in, um, where the fuck is that shit? Like, in Mongolia? Because, huh. you know, it's just poverty and they don't have jobs, so they let <laughs> Westerners <laughs> do that there. But, um... Uh, like all this shit was like causing like massive power outages in the city because like these uh, Bitcoin mining farms were like 25% of the city's electrical grid Yeah, was just on this Bitcoin shit, not even for the people. And so their power kept going out and then they had floods and a bunch of people who were trading in Bitcoin lost a gang of money because all the servers went out because of the flooding in the area. This is what Texas wants to do. Texas grid is already going down in winter and now they want to be like the Bitcoin capital of the world. This is going to end badly. They, uh, I, I can't wait to hear how Joe Rogan and Alex Jones both blame it on liberals. I'm sure it's liberals' fault somehow. Elon and, Musk too. Elon Musk is heavy in that shit. And Ben Shapiro's down there now too. Down there in Texas. He's in Texas. Yeah, didn't he move his operation to Texas? Bold move for a New York Jew. Oh, he was in California before. Also quite liberal and friendly to Jews. Oh, no, nah, Texas is different now. Sure it is. Once again, I'm sorry. Uh, his fans got mad that he wasn't anti-Semitic enough and followed him around while he was taking his daughter to school and yelling Jewy McJew face at him. That was that was Ben Shapiro, yeah? Okay, oh, sure. no, th- those were a- Antifa impostigators. Antifa impostigators, yes. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't know the truth. All right. <clears throat> uh... Moving down. Ooh, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. <laughs> but I think we've got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would tend to agree. But yeah, so we'll see ultimately uh, who's responsible, what responsibility looks like, who's doing what. And, you know, and I think that like a bigger conversation about this is right now, if nobody is taking accountability for making this move to run up the bills like this, what's good? Because like they're supposed to get snow again this week. <laughs> Like, and you know they want to have... Bi- Wait, this week? Texas yeah. is forecast to get snow? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is happening? Really? Climate change. Let me take a look. Yeah. I'm, I'm going up here. I'm taking a look now. This is a wild <laughs> episode. Texas going to get snow. Right? That's what I'm typing in. Right? That says one month ago. I guess I need to uh, make filterize it. I'll put Today. Today. Tuesday, still a warm one. Yeah, because I heard it was like in the 40s last week, but it's supposed to be back in the cold enough to snow this week, so we'll see what happens. And they're supposed to get snow from what I'm hearing. All right, I want to see fucking uh, Houston, Texas at 71 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. Is Texas going to have a cold winter? Snow forecast for Texas. Let me look in news. Wait, where did you see this? Winter storms. Um, this was. Ah, uh, now this one says six days ago why central Texas will see freezing rain again instead of snow despite frigid temps. Oh, that might be it. And uh, CNN has winter storm bringing treacherous icy conditions to south and midwest before dumping heavy snow in northeast. 
Oh, when is that from? Oh, shit. So the Northeast has, has um, snow on the way. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so now I'm seeing that as I'm looking, uh, it was supposed to be nighttime shit, but now they're back up to almost 40 at night. They were in the 30s earlier. So. Okay. So they may have bypassed it. But yeah, um, last Friday they were anticipating snow this week, so maybe. That's one where I would tell one of those right-wing radio hosts, it the fact that it went up to 40 degrees just in time is almost like you want to think that climate change. Mm. But then the fact that the winter hit you with this abnormal cold, you can also think climate change. Well, that's a lot of thinking. Climate and we only change. do thinking at Thanksgiving, so. No. Yeah, true story. Yeah. Woohoo! All right, so let's uh, dance it on forward. I think you. Oh, wait, was that it? Oh, uh, that was all the Phoenix Clear. Oh, it. oh, but we have last Wednesday if you want to do something funny. Let's do a, uh, a, let's do a, a funny bunny. Come on. <laughs> all right, so I need to dance on back to last Wednesday. day. Last Wednesday. All right. Well, hell, I'll just make I'll make that one uh, p- Patreon only for them folks. All right, folks. So uh, I'll catch you out of here on these uh, broadcasts. Have a good one. Facebook, uh, patreon.com slash Media fund is where we will upload the rest of what we are about to record. Patreon.com slash Media fund at the $10 a month level, the Phoenix and Williams show. Like, right. gotta get in all the, and you can give us money here, 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 and here, and this is how we close out. Right, god right. damn it, all the fucking skibble, wibble, ribble, rabbles. End episode. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>